Last week was early voting, where reporter Jacob Solis and I talked to voters waiting in long lines ahead of the caucus to get their votes in. Now, early voting and the caucus have passed, and everyone's votes have been cast. The national media has already shifted its attention to South Carolina. After the caucus ended, it only took a few hours for Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders to come out and claim victory, with former Vice President Joe Biden coming in second, and former South Bend Mayor Pete Buttigieg coming in third. Jacob and I were in the field along with all of Indy's reporters and photographers covering every inch of the caucus. Jacob is here with me now. Jacob, how did it go? Hi, Joey. Uh, it went well, mostly. Yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd say, well, here's the deal, Joey. We're no Iowa, and I think the, the weekend solidified that. But we were also very close to being Iowa, so half a victory, perhaps. Yeah, I, I think that overall, I mean, I think I talked to a lot of voters. Honestly, everyone was so excited to talk to me. I was really surprised, you know. Normally, people are a little bit apprehensive about talking to reporters but everyone was, was was really excited to talk to me i felt like and it was really it was a really positive experience it seemed like for, for for most people out there i would agree with that when once you got into the caucus and when people were really into the process a lot of them were very happy to talk to you they liked talking about the thing and they actually liked participating in the caucus i mean when you're talking about people who actually showed up on the saturday and were there for a couple hours they may have griped and groaned a little bit about having to be there, but they, I mean, almost universally had nothing but good things to say about being there and how things worked. It wasn't really until after that some smaller issues started to emerge. Yeah, we talked to a lot of voters and they were all really fun to talk to. One of my favorite two people that I talked to were Ashlyn Marino and David Harold, and they're married. And while they're supporting different candidates, they promised each other that if their candidate wasn't viable, they'd moved over to the other candidate. I thought it was very cute. I'm for Pete. And, and I'm for Bernie. Why, why did you why did you guys choose those? I am supporting Pete because I feel that he has an ability to get things done and work us towards the goal of, you know, Medicare for all. I think we kind of need a, a staged approach to doing that. Oh, I'm uh, voting for Bernie because I think we need a quantum shift in political in the political world that we live in. Are you guys, are you guys married? We are. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so does that, uh, do you guys disagree on politics? or do you? No, no, not a lot. I think we agree on where we want to go. We just disagree on how, how to, to get, get there. there. Yeah. yeah. If Bernie doesn't become viable, would you go for Pete? And if yeah. If Pete doesn't become viable. We do have that agreement. Yeah, we pledged that. <laughs> Pete's my second and Bernie's Bernie will second. be my second, even though I'm a little nervous about it. <laughs> I'll still go. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, it was it was interesting. I, I was expecting um, a lot more chaos, um, but it, honestly, it was it was pretty mellow too. I mean, there was definitely moments of excitement, but at least where I was, I was at Wooster High School uh, in Reno. It was it was not as uh, crazy as I was expecting it to be. Where were you? So I was at Coronado High School down in Henderson, and there were a lot of people. I'll say this. I think at all the high schools, turnout was actually quite high. And so uh, it was a bit hectic checking everyone in. But once the caucus got going, I mean, you know, like 50 people were shoved into a classroom. But other than that, you're right. It was it was pretty mellow, and everyone just sort of, like, talked. There wasn't any yelling. They just sort of went through the motions. One of the first questions that I asked people was, you know, what was one of their big issues that they were coming out to vote for? Why were they out here voting? Why did they feel they needed to come out to the caucus? To, to vote. And other than obviously supporting their candidate, one of the main issues was honestly just people wanted to see Trump out of office. They wanted to get Trump out. And so this is some of the things that people told me about that. I mean, I really do think that the, one of the more important things is actually beating Trump. So if my candidate Bernie weren't to be in um, 
viable candidate, I'd probably vote, honestly, anybody. Climate change, health care, get Trump, he's a monster, get him out of office. I mean, uh, bring some respect back to, and some common sense back to this country. My biggest issue right now, just getting rid of Trump. You know, man is crazy. <laughs> totally crazy. That's interesting. So th- this caucus process was very interesting because we knew very early on, and by very early, I mean by midweek, that about 75,000 people had cast an early vote. This is the first time the party had ever tried something with early vote. It basically meant that the entire process was really more of a hybrid between a caucus and a normal primary. That number is pretty high because in 2016, only about 84,000 people caucused at all, like in the entire you know, in the one-day process. And that was much lower than the record in 2008 of 118,000. And so when we found out that it was, you know, 75,000 through early voting, the expectations were actually pretty high. And we found out later, uh, later being the beginning of this week here, that about 105,000 people caucused in total. So more than 16, less than 08. But much of that really was down to early voting because it meant that, you know, even if you had uh, 50 people in a precinct there in person, you might have had 75 people early vote. And so the people in the room had no power over those early voters. Those early voters had made their decision days ago, and wherever they were going to go is where they were going to go. And so there was almost this lack of agency that you would normally have in a caucus where, you know, if someone's not viable, it becomes even more difficult to convince them to come to your side because there's this X factor of early voters. Yeah, I think people were kind of surprised to see the number of participants at the actual caucus sites too because of those early voting numbers, right? That's correct. I, I, I talked to some voters there and there was definitely, um, everyone took note of the fact that, you know, we've got 50 people in a classroom and it's full, like it's full to the brim. And then they read off the early voters and suddenly you realize, oh, this precinct isn't 50 people. This precinct is 125 people. And everyone else had early voted. The uh, I was in a gymnasium, and I would say there were about 60 people actually present in the precinct that I was observing. And so 60 people in, in one corner of a gymnasium definitely felt sparse. And here's a couple of quotes from kind of how they felt about that. Like I was expecting, I, I, I'm kind of surprised there aren't more people here. I think there's probably less numbers because of early voting, but I think there's also two things. I think, you know, check-in is a range of time from 10 to 12, so I think there was a rush at 10, and I think there'll be a rush at 11.45. <laughs> I know that in comparison to the last, uh, the last caucus, this is definitely lower numbers. I think early voting can have, a, can have a difference, but then again, you know, until we actually see the numbers, we don't know. It's a little more mellow. The last one I was at was for Barack Obama, and it was crazy. Why do you think this one's a little more mellow? Um, less people um, in a bigger space. It's a definitely, <clears throat> it was in, the last time I went was in an elementary school, not in a gymnasium. Oh, okay. So, you know, sure. more people in a more crowded space. That makes sense, yeah. So one of the big questions we were talking about with voters on Saturday was basically their confidence in the process itself. Iowa was such a mess and such a high-profile mess that really all eyes from everybody in the state, from the press to the voters to everyone at the party, they were basically lasered in on whether or not the caucus would actually function like it's supposed to. But for the people who were there and who know it had come out on the Saturday to come and cast their, their votes and their preferences in this caucus... 
they were all pretty confident. Basically, everyone I talked to was like, I have no reason to believe that this won't go well. It seems like the party has done a good job of assuring me, a voter, that it's going to be fine. And like you heard that from all the precinct chairs who were actually using the iPads and doing the math. You heard it from the voters. Um, Obviously, all the party officials were very congratulatory of themselves on Twitter after the fact. And I think it really spoke to the fact that in person, the process itself was pretty smooth. Yeah, I talked to one precinct chair, Virginia Dowd, uh, about kind of her confidence in the process after Iowa. And here's what she had to say. After Iowa, were you nervous about this? A little bit, but I also felt like people were, like, before the votes even had a chance. I I know there were flaws in that election, but I do feel like people were looking for the problems before they even began and just ready to hang that, you know, on, 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 I, I feel like, was another biased thing, but I feel like like the Republicans are looking to to say where they that the Democrats failed in their process, and so I, I think they're really quick to do that. That's interesting. I, the the precinct chair at the precinct I was in, a man named Ruben Murillo, he has been a precinct chair at all three caucuses since 08, 08, 2016, and now in twenty twenty. And of those three, he said this one definitely at the top. Yeah, I talked to two other voters, Ashton Marino and David Harold, who are married, and they also had um, some stuff to say about the Iowa caucus, but then also kind of what we talked about earlier with voter turnout. Are you, are you guys confident in the caucus process, or are you guys a little bit worried after like what happened in Iowa and stuff? I'm not worried about what happened in Iowa. I just think with how many people early voted, it, it kind of makes the live caucus obsolete, you know, with the idea of like being able to win over neighbors, but if they're not here... How can really we do win that? Them over. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm glad we have paper ballots for sure. sure. We're not relying on uh, an app or something, but kind of defeats the purpose if the majority of people. I mean, because if you looked at the lines this week, it's been crazy lines all over the place, and obviously they're going to outweigh this. So, really defeats the caucus purpose. Yeah. I'm Makes confident in the outcome. Yeah. We'll see how the process goes. Yeah, and so you, as you can hear, a, a lot of the a lot of the voters were were pretty confident actually in in the Nevada Democratic Party, you know, making the process work. Uh, and like, I would always follow that up with asking them about if they liked the caucus, if they would prefer to go to a primary, or if they wanted to stay a caucus. And while I got a mix of answers, I would say the overwhelming majority were pro primary and wanted to move away from the caucus. So let's hear a couple of those. I think a primary would be much better. You're, you're asking people to take basically a huge part of their day out and, you know, people, I, it, it doesn't affect me, but people with family and things, and they're, they're not going to turn out when it, to do something like this. Are you, do you, like, do you like the caucus system or do you think it would be better to go to a primary? I have a preference of a primary. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, my concern to, to just to state it clearly is that I really believe that it's very challenging and difficult for people to be able to participate. And in that sense, it creates disparity in terms of, of opportunity to vote. We run the risk of having a lot of people not participate. Were you, after Iowa, were you, were you nervous about the caucus process here in Nevada? Oh, of course. I can't imagine anyone who wasn't, you know, just in terms of the concerns that, you know, that the app wasn't working. That would have been a a hugely significant issue. But at the same time, though, I mean, we have had manual systems in which these have been managed for years. So it would be simple to just fall back onto what we've done previously. So I wasn't too worried about it. Would you prefer to see a a primary or do you like the caucus? I think I'm okay with a primary. I mean, I mean, I think it should be whatever is the easiest way to get as many people involved. And I like voting by mail, sure. People don't have to wait in lines. 
yeah, that'll make it easier. Just lots of things just to make it easier. I think a primary would definitely have a lot more people turn out for it because the caucus kind of makes things unnecessarily complicated um, and time consuming. Yeah, I definitely think a primary would be better. But it's kind of interesting to do a caucus and turn out and like be face to face with the people with different views and kind of give people a chance to change positions and change candidates. I would still, I would really appreciate a primary. The time commitment, the hours that I had to volunteer to learn the process, the math I had to practice, all of these things are exclusionary. They make it harder for people to go spend an entire day during this process. I can, I mean, I'm glad that they did early voting, but the lines there were also huge, I think. I did appreciate the ability to rank your choices early voting. That is an improvement, I think. But I would strongly prefer a straight primary vote. So one voter in particular, David Pindra, had just moved to Nevada from California, and he was uh, not a fan of the caucus. Do you feel like there's any benefits to a caucus? I don't think there's any benefits to caucusing whatsoever. I think it's just really a waste of everybody's time, and you have to spend a lot of time here. Uh, um, you know, it's, it's so much easier to just go and vote for your preference in a, in a regular primary election, and I think that Nevada should get rid of this process. Is there a reason you didn't early vote? Uh, I missed it. It was too many people. I was going to do it the last minute, and uh, there was already a two-hour wait, and I just decided, all right, I'll come caucus instead. If I'm going to wait there for two hours, I'll come and see what this is like. And since this is my first experience with a caucus, uh, it was interesting from that perspective. And while most people were anti-caucus, I definitely talked to a couple people that were pro-caucus. And one, the site lead at Wooster, Janice Serial, she was actually kind of on the fence. You know, she, she liked the caucus, but she kind of understood why people wanted to move away from it. I personally prefer the caucusing because I'm very old school and I grew up here. I grew up in the era of caucusing and I love everything to be grassroots oriented. And I think caucusing provides that opportunity. However, I do think we may have outgrown the caucusing system system in Nevada, and so I, I'm now more than open to looking at primaries as an alternative to caucusing in the future. I think with early voting particularly, that's going to play a factor in whether we continue with caucusing or not. And it looks like we're definitely going to move away from it. I mean, just today we got a statement from the governor, Steve Sisolak, basically saying that we're going to get a primary system or that we're going to start looking at moving toward a primary system because there's questions of money. But there's a chorus of Democratic officials basically saying, uh, uh, you know, so, so long caucus, we hardly knew ye. And now the big question is, will we stay third in, uh, in voting in the primary? That is a very good question. I think there's a lot of questions because this will essentially be the first time, assuming that not only the Nevada caucus goes, but also the Iowa caucus goes and all caucus states. Um, how does that affect the order? I mean, this isn't a question the parties have had to reckon with really since the 1970s. So yeah, it'll be very it, interesting to see what happens in 2024. Yeah, and, and it's not a for sure thing that it'll go away, but it's definitely sounding like that's the way it's leaning. Uh, yes, I mean, very strongly. If it's not for sure, merely very likely. Mm-hmm. So, so, Jacob, overall, it seems like people had a pretty positive experience at the caucus, even though it sounds like most people would rather go to a primary. I think that's right. I, um, I think that there, you know, 
people are holding these two conflicting ideas in their head that on the one hand, yes, the caucus process itself actually wasn't that bad. Even if they were there for a couple hours on a Saturday, it went smoothly. Most precincts had no counting issues. They were in, out, and they felt like they were, you know, interacting with democracy in a way that you don't get to in a sort of secret ballot process. At the same time, most people also acknowledge the fact that it is an inconvenient process that shuts out a lot of people, lowers turnout, and in some ways is undemocratic or at least more undemocratic than a primary would be. And so it was an interesting process. I mean, I mean, people understand this, right? They understand all the the nuances of like, you know, this is kind of cool, but also this is kind of dumb. And, um, you know, basically every voter has some variety of, you know, I'm not mad that I'm here. I'm here for a reason. But also there are so many other ways that we could do this and engage with democracy that don't have to be this caucus. So I think it was a really interesting process to see in person. I think it worked. There were just flaws. I did a lot of talking outside before everything voted, but I wanted to do some when it actually mattered. We actually had a really good group. Everyone was very supportive and we're just happy to be here. Our caucus chairs, right? That's precinct chairs. They're delightful. Yeah, so everyone just had a good time. Good. It was nice. We had um, time to persuade yeah, time the unviable. The is a bit lowering. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, we had time to persuade them, and then, you know, it wasn't like a free-for-all, let's attack them, which because is really nice. Because we support Elizabeth <laughs> You're never going to get a real quote out of Annie's, too. We support Running. Elizabeth Lauren. It definitely felt collaborative with the state Democratic Party and those of us who were just caucusing. I mean, they were definitely engaging with us and making sure we were agreeing and confirming with everything they were doing, so. It was very Democratic. Yeah, I think it went really well. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think the process was great and everyone was very civil and it went very smoothly, which I'm, I'm really glad for that. I mean, as we moved through the process, we, we got consensus, you know, yeah. before we moved step to step. We just had full agreement as we went through stages. The iPad was great and of course we have the paper trail also, but so the iPad worked the way it was supposed to. The iPad was basically used to, she had the numbers and we, we verified against what we had. Everyone was around verified what we put down and and so it went very smoothly and I'm really glad we had the iPad because it's just that second verification. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think it went really well. I mean we had some issues with the actual iPad but we were able to do it all on paper and it, it worked out really well. Our neighbors were great, yeah. you know. We have yeah. like four levels of redundancy sure. yeah. and we had a wrong number in our app at the very beginning for the early voters and so it would have goofed everything up so we just did it all by hand and it was fine right i'm so glad that we did this i would rather much have a primary (laughs) it's a lot lot easier it was pretty smooth it's yeah it was we had a we had a good crowd there it was some questions but everyone was very transparent about it so i felt really really comfortable with the math that we could all watch them do on a poster and on an ipad so i didn't have any problems with what they were saying so I think what we've learned, Jacob, is that uh, caucusing is complicated. <laughs> I think that's right. I think if there's one takeaway, I mean, certainly everyone agrees the caucus is more convoluted uh, than a straight up and down vote. Yep. And now that it's over, we are on to South Carolina. But uh, we can't forget what our editor always says. Jacob, what is that? Hashtag we matter. That's right. We matter. All right. Well, thanks for talking with me, Jacob. Thank you.